2: Maybe he was sad that
3: the week came to an end. Sounds
0: like he
2: liked you.
3: <laughs> he, he. I don't think he disliked me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure he was sick of me at the end of the week. Going, I, okay. And maybe mom and dad were happy to kind of. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously, Randall, she the she babysitter. Here you go, else. Randall. You're yeah. young. Go watch our kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was a stalker at an early age. I'm still <laughs> a stalker now. Now I just stalk you guys with football news and information, but. Uh, it's Wednesday before the Super Bowl. Paulie Burmeister, Chris Sims, what's up everybody? Hope you're well. What's up big guy? How, you, How doing? you doing?
2: I'm doing good. Doing well. It's a it's a different kind of week, isn't it? To, it to is. not be down there, not interacting with people. It, Teams aren't down, well Tampa Bay's there, but yeah. Kansas City's not there right. yet. Right.
3: Yeah. It is. It's weird. Yeah, I you know, it, part of the Super Bowl is that build up, the fanfare, yeah. being around the energy of the city or at least just seeing it on TV. Definitely missing that this year. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. Let alone, like, I mean, even the weekend, you know, usually I, I'm at the Super Bowl all week. I come yeah. home either on Saturday morning or Friday night before the game unless NBC's has the Super Bowl. And I usually know, like, okay, Sunday, Super Bowl, or my family might come over, maybe a friend or whatever. I, I mean, I don't even know what. I'm going to be guest watching. this with my, my My boy, my girl, my wife, and that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Maybe Same my here.
2: mom comes by. I, I had both of my sons ask if, if they could have friends over in their families. I'm like, right. I, I don't think this is the year that's going to happen. You're you're stuck with mom and dad watching. I also remember thinking about the week. I, yeah. I think it was a 2015 season because we were in San Francisco. Right. And Mike and I were doing shows from out there. Sure. And I saw you after one of the shows. I yeah. remember walking away thinking – Man, it would be fun to to talk football with Chris like on a regular basis. I don't know if it'll ever work out but but somehow, some way. Here we are. It did, I think it was that Super Bowl. It
3: was. It was that yeah. Super Bowl out in San Francisco, yes. Carolina, Denver. Um, I was out there at Bleacher Report for the time, That's just right. doing all yep. that stuff and being crazy and all that. And uh, yeah, that was that was a cool week, though. It really was. It was fun. It ended with me getting violently sick on the plane ride home from the Super Bowl the next day.
2: What's the deal? Because weren't you violently sick at the, at the combine I, last I don't year? know.
3: Yeah, maybe it's that airplanes are like the most disgusting, <laughs> dirty places on earth, and maybe that got me sick. Could be. Or maybe being a media row with, you know, 10,000 people from the all hotel over rooms. the country in the hotel rooms. Yeah. Right? Probably maybe you're better off out. right here. I probably am. Yeah, I, I I really am, you know. I mean, there's no doubt. In fact, I'm not gonna lie. Like the mask wearing thing, yeah. has got into my mind in future life where I'm like, you're gonna do it for a Will long time. Well, I wear a mask on a plane the first time I go. Like, Will you? Not necessarily because I'm, I don't like. I'm not scared of COVID. Yeah. I respect it. I'm gonna do everything right, but maybe just to not get sick, like just not. I'm a germaphobe, yeah. and I don't have a spleen, so I, I'm no joke. I might, I have thought about that. When was the
2: last time you were on a plane?
3: Uh, it's been, holy crapola, Batman, since I threw up at the combine. At the combine. I think it's that was It's been since it. then. Wow. It has. I know.
2: I've, yep, so was... I've been on a plane a bunch because of Notre Dame football. Right. And everybody, from the time you walk into the airport, I mean, it's great to see everybody's got a mask on. Good. I kind of figured it'd be sporadic, but yeah. um, it's it feels very safe. Right. So. I think you may be onto something.
3: I think it may, that, that sort of thing on. might be seen for, well, for a Well, one thing time. I'm glad about that I've really noticed, and yeah. this is some hard-hitting stuff, but we're going to get into the Super Bowl breakdown here in a minute. <laughs> I broke down that Week 12 matchup, a lot of interesting things to talk about and all that. Um, but I'll say here's my biggest positive. Yeah. Because I did go to a restaurant the other night with my wife on Friday night, okay, and I'm observing people. Sat inside? Sat inside, you know, spread out. You don't have a table within like eight or ten feet of you. Uh, restaurant's really only like half full, but I go there. It was an enjoyable one to be like, whoa, civilization and yeah. dinner. This is cool, right? right? I mean, it makes you understand the roaring 20s. That's what I've been laughing about. Like, now I know why they roared, because <laughs> they were stuck in a pandemic for two years, and they're like, fuck this. We're going to, get to dinner. Out. I'm getting in my tuxedo, and I don't care if it's just <laughs> burgers and fries. But men of course, are the grossest things on the planet, all right? Right. right? And the one thing I've noticed, just at dinner, a lot less face-touching ever since this has gone down. Man, that used to be my pet peeve. I'd get on the train, going to New York City. Yeah. I'd see a guy who's rubbing his nose, yeah. then using it to slick oh, back his God. hair, and then going to grab the railing on the <laughs> way in and just like, oh, great, I, I'll grab that railing <laughs> if we fall down or something. <laughs> uh, great. So I'm glad to see that crap go. How was dinner? Uh, good. Phenomenal, good. phenomenal yeah 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 big dinner big dinner yeah
2: so football football you want to go there football's coming let's do it yeah football's coming up and it's basically uh it, it's a what the fuck will happen Wednesday
3: it's a what the fuck will yeah. happen we got a little ask me anything involved here we got it all and uh it was a good rewatch watching that week 12 matchup, and I think there's definitely some some interesting angles about the game to break yeah, down because it
2: was late enough in the season. Yes. Where I, as, I, as I go to touch my face every time. Now, <laughs> now I have a huge complex about this. Let, let's start, though, with, uh, before we get to the specific breakdown of it. Yeah. Um, zooming out a little bit. Five of the last seven Super Bowl rematches, yeah. thinking about rematches in the big game, were won by the regular season loser. Mm,
3: I can understand that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I can. I don't know if there's any correlation here to where i always put question. stock yeah. into it or anything like that. I would always think... Just in my experience of playing, you know, and more times than not, that yeah, when you've played a team once and you've lost and now you play them again later in the year, the advantage is on the team that lost. I always have felt the the, psycho- the psychological aspect because you do have the fear. You do have the, oh, wait, we have to change some things exactly. about how we play yeah. the game. Yeah. And the team that won won a lot of times can fall into the trap of, hey, we beat them already, and, hey, what we did the first time worked pretty good, so we can do that again. And I don't think that's going to happen this time around, but I think that's the psychological advantage in that. Now, you know, it's five out of the last seven, but I've seen this graphic before, too. I know, like, the first few times it happened, the team that won the first time won the second time, too. I mean, there was part of that. I know my dad's Giants teams have been on both sides of the spectrum. Lost to the Bills in the regular season, beat them in the Super Bowl, Not Super Bowl 21. They played the Denver Broncos and and barely beat them in the regular season, 1916, and then. Blew them out in the Super Bowl, 39 to 20. And I know this graphic doesn't go all the way back there, but uh, either way, I'm going put a – do you? Are you no. like – I don't think there's anything there to go apples to apples. I mean,
2: I, as the guy who you know, usually plays host, I mean, on this, I mean, it's, it's kind of a co-hosty thing, but usually I, I find these things as interesting conversation. We should bring this up because it's fun. right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have anything to do with what's going to happen at the game. I, I don't Nothing. think so either.
3: I don't. And, you know, it just, um, I, I think, too, and the other thing, both teams, I think, are a notch better from where they were, you know, in that week. I think 12. Tampa Bay is for sure. I mean, for K- sure. Kansas City was A to A plus anyway. I right. Mean, I mean, how, I, I don't know if they're any better. I, I would say they are. On the defensive side of the ball, I would say they've been stronger down the stretch since then. They've mm-hmm. gotten a little healthier. Guys like Legerea Sneed, who were just getting back into the lineup at that time, now are playing like, whoa, he can get on an island and lock people down. Number 38, right? And that number 38, yeah. exactly. Really yeah. impressive rookie. The other thing I'll, too, just say, like, I mean, you're right. It's obvious Tampa's playing better. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But I'll, I'll say, I think Kansas City's offense is more complete and better now and really knows what it wants to do as compared to then. And I know that's lofty expectations because that was yeah. a really damn good game. I get it. Yeah. But I think there's some things in that game where I go, I know it was good. Mm-hmm. You won by three. That's great. But we'll hit on it. There's some things where I go, I think the way they played took the pressure off of Tampa Bay in a few spots, too, where I would go, I don't think that will happen this time.
2: Okay. So that, that that's a good place to really dive in. Yeah. Chiefs offense. Bucks defense. Uh, let's go ahead and roll this. It was an unbelievable performance right away. That right. first quarter was tremendous. Patrick Mahomes season highs in completions with 37 attempts and yards at 462 and Tyreek Hill was just unbelievable of what he did in that game. He was over 200 in the first quarter. First quarter. I think. Right. Think So I to me that's that's where you begin and I can't get past it for trying to predict a Tampa Bay win. What do they do with Tyree Kill in that first quarter that they didn't do, that they failed to do in that first game?
3: Yeah, well, not a lot changed, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the game. It did not. Now, I think the big thing that I would talk to you about, or at least in that first quarter where he just got off, yeah. is he got in some opportunities that were, whether it was zone or man, and ended up playing like man-to-man, and nobody's helping him out, helping right. the corner out. Right. So that would be the first thing you'd just go – well, you can't continue to play that way, Tampa Bay. Now, I understand you can't always double them and always have two safeties there.
2: But one of those, just to put to it yeah. even clearer picture, right. one of those deep touchdowns he had was the classic three deep with the free safety exactly in the right. middle. Right. And the corner with 11 yards of cushion. Yeah. He runs by the corner and the free safety is nowhere to be seen. No no doubt. So, I mean, it's a good idea. They just didn't execute that. No, that they did defense. not execute
3: that. On that kind of play there, like Carlton Davis, he got beat on the little out and up, right, for the yeah, touchdown by yeah. Kyrie Kill, right? That was the long 75-yarder. I think that made it, uh, at that time, maybe 10 to nothing in the football game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, one, a little combination, like you said, it's a zone coverage – And I think on that play, they're asking Carlton Davis to play him man while everybody else is playing zone, which is fine. But Carlton Davis, and I saw some quotes from him yesterday or the day before where he basically said, wait, that was a good learning experience Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely going to have to kind of adjust with what I do. Yes, when Tyreek makes the break for the 10-yard out, just let him Catch the 10-yard out or know for sure that he's committed to the 10-yard out and don't bite on a double move or something like that to where you stutter and now you can't catch up. So, yes, there was that where Carlton Davis has to adjust his game plan. But then all for all, too, like Tampa has to adjust their game plan a little bit as well. You know, the other two touchdown passes he had in the football game, you know, he had three reception receiving TDs. Mm -hmm. There's that one. The other two, I can tell you, you know what they came against? Oh, the five-man rush. Yes. Oh, the old blitz, the blitz that didn't get anywhere near the quarterback. But I just had a blitz because I like the word blitz. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. That's to me going to be like if we just have to hit the first, key of the game. Yep. And I know this is obvious, right. But Tampa, you can't blitz. You can't At do all. it. Yep. Yeah. If you do, it has to be really calculated and in a moment or a personnel set or a formation where you go, I feel comfortable. But I don't think there's going to be a ton of those opportunities. Listen, I don't know, Pete, we got the numbers for the blitz, right, the first time. They didn't blitz a lot the first time.
2: So we have uh, Tampa Bay blitz 18.5%. All the other weeks
3: they blitzed 43%. Way down for them. They're one of the biggest blitzing teams in football. Most in the NFC. Okay, so that shows you. And I think it's like only second to Baltimore maybe in all of football, right? right? So, all right, they knew they couldn't blitz him in this game too. Obviously, that's why they blitzed less in this game than, than normal. But I don't think you can even, like, they blitz. what was it, ten times total? Uh, he, uh, Mahomes was six out of nine, so nine
2: times. Six out of nine, 106, two touchdowns. Right. They did it only once in the second half.
3: I, I, to me, they got gashed and blitzes in the RPO game. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to blitz people off the edge. Okay, he takes it. Now there's a hole. You blitz there, there's Tyree Kill. Boom. You know, the two touchdowns I'm going to talk about you know the, the 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 first one all right we just talked about the first 75 yarder yeah. now we have the second one where he's the inside of three receivers yep. to the left side he basically just runs like a deep cross or a deep post to the opposite pylon mm-hmm. bucks bring 5 we can bring two they got a three man front they bring two linebackers they ask one of the safeties to come down and cover the backfield cover one of the running backs out of the backfield man to man now there's nobody there to cross on the cross field help for right. Tyree Kill. It's just things like that where I just go, "What's the point? Yeah. It's just not worth it against so this team." So better off bringing four, bringing four, or, or bringing six. I would rather one or the other, but I would tell you, no, four. Bring four. This is the game. Yeah. This is why you got Sue. This is why you got JPP and Shaq Barrett. This is it. they got to win this week against this O line who's banged up and mm-hmm. all of that. You know, the extra blitzer, I don't think it's going to do anything other than just make passing lanes bigger. Right. It's not going to like, he'll just fade away another extra step or two, right? Or you blitz and they run some sprint out play. And now, oh, they blitzed and now it's blocked up and he's sprinting out and you got Tyree Kill on the edge with nobody there or they double move off of it. To me, it's just too risky. So I'm I'm talking like handful of times the whole game.
2: Pick and choose your spots right. to bring six or maybe seven, but, but live with, with, with bringing four. Live correct? with
3: four because, like, that plays the perfect example. You, you blitz two linebackers. Just let one go. So now right. you have the three-down lineman, the linebacker. Now you let the other back cover the back out of the backfield. The mm-hmm. linebackers got the back out of the backfield. And now Antoine Winfield can play the back end and go, okay, who's coming? Oh, here comes Tyree Kill. All right, let me help my corner out he here. Because he wasn't
2: much help from from his free he safety He wasn't well.
3: help at all because he was being so ag- – well, the free safety was cheating over to the three receivers. Winfield was playing to the right, and at the snap he came down because he had to aggressively try to cover yeah. the back out of the backfield in case right. he went. And that's to me where I go, the teams that gave Kansas City problems – The Raiders, the Patriots, they didn't do stuff like that. They did not. They erred on, we are going to stop the pass. We've seen, there's enough evidence, like, He's going to gash you right. in the blitz. Right. Don't do it. So, so there's I'm, the first just big thought.
2: I'm glad you established rushing right. four is, is the best way to go. With that thought, we get to Stephen Limitone, his question from Twitter. Do you think the 49ers last year or the Bucks this year have a better D-line? Even with the injuries this year, are the Chiefs in that much trouble?
3: Right. Um, I don't think they're in that much trouble. No, because, and we'll hit on that here too, one, because of how Andy Reid game plans mm-hmm. and Mahomes' ability to move and avoid, uh, you know, pressure like we've talked about so many times, like seamlessly, where you're just like, you almost don't even realize it's pressure until you watch the game back and you go, oh, crap, I forgot he made three people miss before he threw that 40-yard throw down the middle of the field. You know, it's just so effortlessly. I think the 49ers' defensive line and defense in general is better than this Bucks defense defense altogether. Yeah. Across the board for the most part. OK, and then the other thing I would say to that, too, is, yes, I think the 49ers defensive line was a better pass rushing defensive line. The only advantage I would say the Bucks' D line has is in run mm-hmm. defense. And this ain't the game that it matters, run defense. I'm sorry. Right. And it shouldn't matter. And Kansas City should not even waste their time or breath trying to run the ball the whole lot. So line. at Mehmet305,
2: his question, do you think it's essential for Kansas City to get their running game going early to protect the O line? I guess you're answering that right
3: my now. My answer is no. It's a, it's a great thought. Who asked that? What was his name there? Mehmet underscore 305. Mehmet underscore 305. He's basically a friend of the program. Yeah, I, Mehmet and my yeah. man down in 305 down there in Miami. No, it's a good thought, and he's right. Things have to be done to protect the offensive line. But come on, Kansas City. We didn't get to the Super Bowl because of the run game. We're not going back-to-back because of the run game. We can't yeah. fucking waste our time with that in this game. No. You're letting them off the hook if you're going to play the run game and to the strength of their football team. I mean, it's probably the number one thing on their team is they like, we can stop the run. We're the best run-stopping defense in football. So don't waste your time. My thing would be to answer Mehmet's question, 305 there, would be, no, let's help the pass rush other ways. And I've talked about this on the podcast. That's where Andy Reid, the sprint outs are going to become key. You know, little play actions, even the shotgun, because that's just going to make the offensive line just slow down. I mean, the defensive line just slow down a little bit. Oh, wait, did he handle, hand it to Clyde Edwards? Oh, no, he didn't. Okay, let me get over and get him. That, and then the shifts and motions, the speed sweeps, all that stuff, he's going to have to use that to slow down the pass rush. Mm. But don't use the run game. That's playing into the Bucks' hands. The Bucks want you to run. They know they got the advantage against that offensive line in that category. Right. So I would say more of I want to see Kansas City – Compared to the first matchup Mm -hmm. where this is where I would say they're better because they were just played the Raiders the second time the week before where I think they had just getting into, wait, we have this, we got the short passing game now and we Mm -hmm. got the zone plays and now the deep plays to go along with it, which we always had. I think they were just finding their way with this at that moment. And in this game, they kind of tried to play the two tight end, three tight end, we might run it in balance. And I think it, it took the pressure off the Bucks' defense. I think they were probably like, sure, great, that's fine. Uh, th- that's great. Now, you know, we, 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 we don't have to worry about matching up across the board. Yeah. I would rather see combat the pass rush, spread the field, quick passes, and move the ball like that to where the pass rush never gets to get off on the guy holding the ball for a long long time. Sorry Talk, for the long answer there. No,
2: that's good. Talked about the defensive line. Let, let's back it up now to the yeah. DBs, which I think are going to be a huge part of this yes. game. I think they're playing a lot better. They are. All those young second to fourth round picks they have in the secondary than they were 2 months ago. Official Kean, his question is, do you think Tampa has the secondary coverage to cope with Mahomes?
3: I don't. I don't I mean, listen, and this is not disrespect, and you're right, I think they've gotten better. But, like, listen, Tampa's defense is the key to the game. We know that. I mean, it really is. You know, and and there's so many things to break down. Yeah, we hit the pass rush and how important that is. You know, in the secondary, they're better at man-to-man than they are zone. The problem is... Are they playing man-to-man this game? Well, that's the problem. It's just like, how much do you want to play against this crew? Yeah. And that's where I would tell them, fuck the five-man block, box. Right? Fuck the extra guy in the box. err on the pass. Listen, we, we don't know if Kansas City, you know, can run. But mm-hmm. the one thing I know they can do is pass, can pass if you're yeah. going to give them those looks. Okay, so, so dare them. Two deep safety, man underneath. If they want to run it, go ahead, run. Oh, can you think you can make plays with our two safeties, and now the corners can play aggressive underneath? Yeah, I mean, so that that so. I don't like their chances, man-to-man, single safety on an island like the touchdowns we talked about with Tyree Kill. Right. I don't like that. No, they need to find ways to help them out, and I think here's the other aspect of it too. And this is why, again, I just go, we can't can't rush five. We can't rush six. We got to let that front four. You paid a lot of money to them, got a lot of draft picks there. They got to win. This is their day. This is their day to to, to take over and be that that group of the team. But the other thing, too, which concerns me a little for the Tampa defensive side, is I don't think they're a good zone defense. Mm. That's my biggest problem.
2: They weren't, and that's one of my questions. I want to make sure we get to. Right. They weren't with that three deep with the, with a safety in the middle of the field. Yeah, at least in that game. Right. Uh, a couple months ago. Right. What if they play the two deep, yes. the two safeties, sure. and then rolled corners?
3: Yes, I mean that's certainly, and if they play man underneath, I think that's you know going to be their best opportunities. Or you know, hey. This one safety's down here, kind of looking for, like, helping out our other guys who were playing man. And now we have another safety over the top of the single receiver on Tyree Kill, and now we're truly doubling him. They got to find ways to do all of that type of stuff. To so one, to see if you can confuse, you know, Mahomes. Two, wait, maybe it gets him to pat the ball in extra time, and now your pass rush gets to get there and sack him. To me, that will be a key to the game. But they're going to have to find the right formula of how to mix it up and how to play it. You know, my issue with Tampa and, like, their zone defense is to what you're saying, you know, even last week in the NFC Championship game, I mean, Rodgers picked their zones apart a lot of the times. I mean, he didn't have issues, you know, finding little holes and things like that. But I do think that yeah. they gave
2: him not a bad game, but right. if you picked out the – um, so how many games did they play this year? 18 games. Yeah. If you picked out their 18 games, it would be in the bottom middle or maybe bottom half of the games he played. Right. By his standards. Yeah, sure. Okay. So they did hold him to less than his
3: best. Yes. I agreed. With, agree. Not trying to, you know, still a really good performance, you're yeah. right, and stopped him in, you know, the red zone twice, And made a kick field goals. Those are all positives. My thing, though, is this group is a lot more talented, and that's where it's a little different. It's a different talent group. You know, now, hey, I like Lazard and Al- Valdez-Cantling. But those, some of those catches they made in that game, you know, Hill and McCole Hardman catch some of those eight-yard hook routes. Watch out. It could be a 40-yard gain up the sideline all of a sudden. Yeah. That's where it's just a little bit of a different animal. And here's my issue with the Bucks and their zone coverages, which is, as I've watched even a few other games to look at to see if this makes sense, it, it, they – they don't disrupt receivers off the line of scrimmage. And that's, to me, their biggest issue. You know, so they play zone coverages. If Tyree kills in the slot, he just gets off the ball clean. The safety who might be dropping into zone, by the time he's like, I looked at the quarterback and I looked back, he's like, whoa, Tyree kills on me. You know, my understanding of zone coverages through the Bucks and Tampa 2 and Seattle scheme and all of that, you got to – if you're going to be a good zone team, you can't let just people fly off the ball and then expose – areas that your team can't get to these zones. you got to be a little disruption and and move guys out of the way, you know, mess up the rhythm of the quarterback, and not enough of that goes on by them.
2: So what do you do with Tyree Kill? I know Kelsey is his own version of the nightmare, but we showed the numbers of Tyree Kill, over 200 yards in the first quarter last time they played. And to to get further into that, he was on the left sideline running like a 20-yard conversion. He was on the right sideline running. Right down for, for a deep ball. He was the inside player in a slot, like you talked about, yeah. running short, running deep. So, I mean, not only does he have the, the speed, acceleration, the production, you don't know where he's going to line
3: up no. on any given play. No.
2: You know you need to be worried about that, though. So what, what do you do with the way they use him pre-snap?
3: Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the, you're always going to have to be aware, from, aware of him they can make it hard on the W, it's a, a double him at times. You know, like I want to I get into that aspect too about why I think Kansas City shouldn't be, you know, in run formations or two or, tight, two or three tight end sets too because what Kansas City will do sometimes too, they'll, they'll like the last touchdown pass he hit the Tyree kill, they'll put Kelsey and Hill on the same side. It's empty formation, it's five eligible wide receivers, he's in the shotgun, it's two receivers to the left and the running back, and on the right it's Kelsey and Hill. It's hard to double What, are you going to put four guys over there against two? Right. And then what are you going to have on the other side? Uh Uh-oh, there's going to be issues. So they do things that are very scary that way. And there's going to be a few formations where I don't care who you are, what you do, you're going to be in a vulnerable position a little bit. But what they can do in those situations, like we've talked about already, combination coverages, you know, trying to help with safety over the top, an occasional double if you know it's the right formation, you go, okay, I think we can pull it off. And then – Yes, you're going to have to play some one-on-one every now and then. But when you do that, Paul, there's got to be a presence of, I'm not sure it's totally one-on-one. You know, the safety's in single safety, but he's kind of like over there by Tyree Kills. Is is he doubling him? Did they do
2: some of that later in the game? Because he was only six catches for 66 yards
3: after that first quarter. Right. No, you know what they did as the game went on, and this is where, you know, really I, I found it to be more of a Kansas City issue. You know, Kansas City got to this point in the 27-10 football game and, one, took their foot off the gas pedal just a little bit, but, two, the Bucks got real vanilla because they were like, wait, we're getting gashed. Yeah. Let's just get vanilla and play cover three and do things like that. And Kansas City played right into their hands and went, let's start throwing it deep again. And they started calling deep pass plays and let the four, the four get off again. To me, that's where they messed up the football games in a lot of ways. You know, the game should be easy for Kansas City. Zone coverage, pick it apart. Throw it quick short. Man, take your shots. That, to me, is how it should boil down. And then on top of that, instead of some of those two and three tight end sets I talked about in that first time around, Mm -hmm. to me in this game, I would spread the field all game long. I would make them match up with Nicole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, and not let them off the hook with pressure at any point with Mahomes can throw it anyway. We got our best players out here on the football field. We're not going to get into a ground and pound, you know, phone booth fight with Sue and Vita via We're not made for that. To me, that's where it could be special. And like I said, when you get into those, some of those four receiver empty sets, I don't think Bucks are very good at zone defense, like I said. Mm-hmm. Those holes are going to be big in zone coverages that way. And then, as much as I like the Bucs and their young talent and things like that, I don't think they can match up across the board against this group. Right. I mean, You say that about most teams
2: in the league. Right, exactly. So in summary with there, if I'm hearing yeah. this the right way, you want to see Tampa Bay rush four, play different types of confusing, change-it-up zones. Right. In Kansas City. Zones res-
3: or man's. Okay. Yeah. Change it up. Maybe yep. lean more in the zone than man. Maybe. Yes. I'm not opposed to it. It's going to be about down and distance. But my big thing would be more of just you got to mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't if you just go zone, 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 they're going to get into their zone packages and he's going to pick you apart just like he did to Cleveland or Buffalo at points sure. in that football game. So you got to have to play man to man. But when you do man to man, you know, no blitzing. You got to find a way to help a guy who might be in a vulnerable position with there the extra is. guy there, yeah. and that would be my my big thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and try to play the game that way more than anything. But if they blitz and then they play two or play one thing too much, you're going to get gashed by them. If you right. go, we're going to blitz a lot and play man, they're going to gash you. If you're just going to drop, I mean, rush four and play zone the whole time, they'll gash you in that too. Now, so you got to like like you're saying, rush four combination coverages, mix it up, and down and distance-wise, you're going to have to go, okay, it's third and four, maybe we have to play man now, but I'm not going to let Tyree Kill go for a 70-yard touchdown. We're going to help out a little bit there somehow.
2: And you'd like to see Kansas City's response at least early be more the short passing game than taking the shots.
3: I would think early on that would be, you know, let's go to your offensive line, get a feel for these freaks who are going to be foaming at the mouth because they've been told all week that if you can't get to Mahomes, we can't win the game. Mm -hmm. That would be my thing, spread the field out, have your best players on the field. Mahomes has been a general at the line of scrimmage all year. He will get you in the right place. To me, I think you force Tampa's hand that way more too. And honestly, I think for the Chiefs, you know that Then it could do also where you get into like, okay, now the, the safeties are so far back, now we can run the ball. They're going to make it so obvious that way, now we'll run the ball. Um, but, but yes, I think that should be the approach for the most part for the
1: Chiefs. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines.
4: Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack, Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand
2: all right that's chiefs offense bucks defense i think i have even more questions about the other side yeah bucks offense chiefs if, if you're ready to go there i'm ready to go Let's start out, first quarter, while Kansas City was piling up the big plays offensively, they were getting after Brady, and it was like watching a different team. Right. Same personnel, basically, but it was nothing but incompletions and punts in that first quarter. And then all of a sudden, it's 17 nothing. The game's not over, but Kansas City's dictated the way it has to be played. Definitely. What happened in that first quarter where Tampa Bay's offense was just so inept?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing was just the pressure, the looks, I mean, really, the game come down, I mean, when we just had to boil it down to one thing, I would go, Kansas City played vanilla, Brady good. Kansas City played exotic and blitz, Brady bad. First and second down, too, right? First and second down. They were doing it all early on in the game. They had Brady confused, flinching, you know, not sure he thinks he's going to throw hot to Cameron Braid over the middle. Nobody blitzed. They dropped out. He almost throws an interception. You know, it's that stuff. Where Kansas City dropped the ball, in my opinion, is they got to that 17-0 lead and all of a sudden they went, all right, let's 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 play bend, don't break and, and do all that stuff. And they let Tampa get into a rhythm and get going that way. That was really where I at least saw the biggest change as far as how the game went for, I mean, Kansas City's up 17-0 yeah. on the eight-yard line. And it's first and goal in the eight. And you're going... If you just watched the game and didn't know anything that was went, went on after, mm-hmm. you'd go, they're going to fucking blow them yeah. out. They're dominating the game, both sides of the ball. You're, you're sitting there going, they're going to win 49-7. Had that feel to it. It did. Yeah. Um, of course, that was a big play in the game. The fumble. And then the fumble, and then just what I thought, Kansas City kind of uh, taken the conservative approach for a few series after that.
2: Pete, I think we have a graphic, Brady under pressure, uh, week 12. There we go. So, under pressure – Four out of ten uh, struggled through a couple of picks. I mean, it was, like I said, incompletions and punts I know. for those first three I know. or four possessions.
3: Right. Uh, no pressure, though. He was really, really good. And I think that's where, you know, again, that, I think Tampa's realized that since then. They do a great job of protecting him. Yeah. You know, they really do. We've talked about so much about keeping the extra lineman in, the tight yes. ends in the block, do those type of things. That's where they're different. That's now, where now they're different. Now compared to then. So, Definitely. I, mean,
2: I would expect Kansas City and Spagnuolo to come out aggressive. Right. Because they had that success. But Tampa Bay's response might be different now because Leonard Fournette, in the three playoff wins, he has double-digit carries. He didn't have three games in a row like that all season. Right. You throw in the passing game, he's averaging 20 touches a game. So that's the difference with what they're doing. How do you think that will affect the, the early part of the game now that they can lean a little bit more? Yeah.
3: On, on 4 now No, that to me, I think, is one of the big questions of the football game: is just, can Tampa have some success running the football? You know, last game, you're gonna look at the stats and go, whoa, well, Ronald Jones had nine for 66, and you're going go, eh, it was one run. Everything else was, it didn't look that great. When
2: it mattered early, the run game was a non-factor.
3: No, and that's exactly right. That's the way to put it. When they mattered early, it was a non-factor. When they were playing pass and, oh, we know they're going to catch up, they they gashed them on a few runs. But that will be a key to the game to me because can they run the ball? Can they force Spags and company to start going, wait, I wanted to bring all these cool blitzes and find ways to get four-man rushes but still expose them like it's a blitz and do all that where if they're having to worry about the smash-mouth run game, that's going to change things. And then it's going to, of course, open up play-action pass and get a little scary that way. That will be a big part of the football game, and I think something that, like Tampa Bay definitely got to lean on a little bit yeah. if they want to win this game. How
2: much of an equalizer can that be for Tampa
3: Bay? Well, I think I think the big thing is, like we showed on that graphic, and I think like we've talked about even last week a little bit, and the five losses with Brady this year, pressure has been the issue. Yeah. And just like we saw in the NFC championship game, it was the bad plays were all pressure related. Well, his, his worst pick right was, was somebody got 100% three, I just got to throw related. it yeah. up. Right. Yeah. You know, so you know, I think that's where it can really affect the football game, but I think the biggest thing too is it takes away it'll take away some of the exotic nature of what Spags wants to do. And that was, that's one of their great advantages. I mean, Spag's a great game planner that way. But as I sit here and as much respect as I have for Fournette and these big fuckers on this Tampa Bay O-line, I can't sit here and tell you with confidence they're going to be able to move these big fuckers on Kansas mm. City's D-line either. Mm. I can't. That's where, I'm, that's where this matchup is intriguing to me there, where I can say, oh, they, this, I think this has got an advantage in this matchup and that matchup. I'm not sure who has the advantage in that matchup. But I do think that'll – not that they have to rush for 100 yards, but if they can have a day where it's, hey, they ran the ball 18 or 20 times and they flirted with 100 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah. Then I would say, uh-oh. Then we might have a shootout type of game, and both teams are scoring points because now play action and Brady to Gronk and Evans and everything else right. is wide open. And he's going to be gashing your ass.
2: It feels like to me they've really embraced that identity because, yes. in addition, and this is in the playoff wins, the last three games. Right. In addition to what they've done with Fournette, in the two games Ronald Jones has played, he's also in double-digit carries. So like that part of the game is coming early. Yes. Whether Kansas City can stop it or not. I'd be really surprised if they didn't go to that right away on those first two or three
3: possessions. I, I, I would I would think there's definitely going to be some sort of attitude, you know. It's a good way of putting you know, it. Yeah. Where, and we're going to enforce our attitude on you. Where I would just get scared a little. Like, you want to establish that. But don't go overboard with it to where you go, Okay, now we're, we, we're in third and ten, both of our first two series, and they've scored a touchdown twice. And, fuck, we tried yeah. to start the run game and do that. So they do have to find the right blend early. But uh, I think that is a real aspect of the game and a good question. And I think the run game is certainly more important for the Bucks than it is the Chiefs.
2: Nice of you to bring up third down and ten. Because yeah. I have a note that I wanted to go there. Yeah. Thinking back to how Tampa Bay won at Lambeau last week, they were so good on third down. It wasn't just third and twos; like yeah. early, they were hitting those third, third and nines walks. and third and eights. Yeah. And right. So, thinking about if they can do that again, because those situations will show up. At Josh Love, eighty-one asks, "What will Spags do to try and confuse Brady?" And I, if I can walk you down an even more specific road, thinking about third medium, yeah, third and law. sure.
3: Spags is in the Kansas City Chiefs defense, for my opinion has two of the top-notch things I could just say from scheming an offense that I love. One is they're one of the best disguising teams in football, like we've talked about. You just, they're so crazy that way, and that's, Spags says, great. I mean, that's how he beat Brady and the Patriots in 2007. It's just all the disguises and things. You go back and watch that film, you just go, whoa, some of that stuff he did was crazy. So some of that is, is uh, applicable to now? Definitely. It, it is applicable, and not that it means offense to offense is the same, But I don't care who you are and how long you've played quarterback, just like we saw in the first matchup, Spags is creative enough to trick Tom Brady. He did it a few times in this game. He did it a few times the first time around where he rushed four and got people not blocked, and Tom Brady was the quarterback. Four people, Brady had six people blocking and still got exposed So that just shows you how good he is at disguising or showing you a false clue on one side, and you go, Mm -hmm. oh, the blitz is coming over there. It's got to be. There's no way it can be coming over here. And then all of a sudden you get ready to say set hut, and he found some creative way to blitz off the other side and still cover and do all that. So that is where the Chiefs are great. And what are the Chiefs, Pete, if you can look it up, just league-wide on third down? I would imagine they are great. But So the disguises... Of course, they're great. And then the other thing is that other part I just talked about. He is a magician at finding ways to rush four or five and and get somebody free, like not blocked. Even though you have the amount of people to block, like numbers for numbers, I can go – got five guys to block. We can block these five guys. But they'll find a creative way to get one free. And that's where they're special. And then also – He's not afraid to just lay it on the line and go, it's third and four. Right. Fuck you. I'm blitzing everybody. You want to try to throw a deep post route or go route? Go ahead. I don't know if you'll complete it, but I'm not going to let you throw a six-yard completion over the middle, and he'll either all-out blitz or they kind of rush five and somebody drops out over the middle to stop a quick throw over the middle and do things like that. That's where Spags is really great on third down. And, Pete, I would think – that they're one of the better third down defenses in football. Am I correct? Seventeenth. Okay, not as good as I would have thought there. I would have thought a little bit a little bit better. But where the Chiefs also have really improved from compared to then to now is one, they're they're healthier in the back end. And Legarius need, who we talked about, yeah. to me has really changed the dynamic of their secondary because man, now when they get in dime defense. And you got him, Breland, Charverius Ward, who can all play man-to-man. But now you got these three other guys, and Thornhill, Matthew, and Sorensen, and you just don't know where they're going to go or what they're going to do. And is it going to be some... Man coverage where they're doubling a guy, or are they going to disguise? And I thought it was man, and now everybody's playing zone. That's where LeJarrius Sneed and this, this Chiefs defense has gotten better hmm. from this Week 12 matchup, and that can certainly play in the Chiefs' advantage too.
2: Other side, it's always fun to compare in these kind of games. We spent time talking about how nearly impossible it is to, to take care of Hill and Kelsey with that combination. Yeah. So in the passing game for the Bucs, you've got Evans. Yep. Who is who is the second part of that? I, right. mean, I know Godwin's the obvious answer, but who right. is the second guy that you're kind of comboing it with? You're like, Man, we have got to stop those two? Because in the other side, you know it's 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 Kelsey and Yeah,
3: him. yeah. You know it's you know, you know it's gonna be Evans is always gonna have a main focal point as far as they're gonna call a lot of plays to him. If it is one on one, they favor on working him. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, the other guys To me, yes, it's Godwin is that second guy, but it's not by, like, the Kelsey Hill way. I feel the way they play right now. You know, Scotty Miller's not too far behind Goodwin as far in the pecking order Mm -hmm. as far as where they want to get the ball and do things like that. You know, Gronk got him last game. Gronk got him last game. Great's been good recently. Gronk got him last game. They got in some of those traditional coverages where they played zone and got vanilla there, and they just ran play actions, and the linebackers sucked up, and they hit him behind. That's where I want to go with Kansas City. Like, none of that shit this time. None of that. You got to keep the pedal on the metal and be exotic and different looks every play the whole game. You can't get into that. And... You know what was the original question? Who do you stop? Where do you go there?
2: It's a, it's a real obvious setup for the other side right. with Hill and Kelsey. Right. So for Tampa Bay you have Evans and who's that next guy? The 1A or the 2 that that you're most worried about if you're Spacks. It's still
3: Godwin. It's still Godwin I think, but it, it's it's not it's not to the level of Kelsey and all. Hill. It yeah. definitely is not with the way they do. You got to be careful with that other group of guys. That that's kind of the beauty okay of Tampa is you know, Godwin's 2, but it's like, hey, Scotty Miller's 2A, Gronkowski, Gronkowski's 2B, yeah. and then Antonio Brown's 2C. They'll all use them in that similar role. And two tights. And two tight tights with Cameron Brate, yeah. certainly. Um, so I guess I'm saying Godwin. Yeah. I would guess I'm saying that. And yeah. I think they'll do some of that. You know, they're a team that you get down in the red zone. I don't know who. I would bet you when they get in the red zone, they're going to think Evans and Gronk. And they're going to try to play their take their chances on Godwin Gray, one-on-one. Brady will be probably under center. I would think yeah, the so. Threat of,
2: threat of the other run you, as well.
3: You would see some of that, but but the one thing I was impressed with watching it back, and this kind of hit me as I was watching, how good Brashad Breeland covered Mike Evans. That was one thing that they felt you could tell Kansas City felt comfortable with that matchup. And, you know, you forget Brashad Bieland. He played in the NFC South of the Carolina Panthers and probably has a good feel for Mike Evans' game Uh, and what he does. Wait, no, I'm wrong. He played for the Washington football team, Breland. I'm totally wrong There with that thought. Right. So he didn't go. He almost signed with Carolina. But either way, he did very good in the matchup part of playing one man-to-man football on uh, Mike Evans.
2: You talked about Kansas City's offensive line being the weakness on that side. Kansas City's defense, D-line, linebacker, DBs, any weaknesses that Tampa Bay can try and expose? I,
3: well, the, the thing that I think, I don't, I, honestly, I don't look at it in one glaring weakness. When I would have looked, really look at Kansas City, and even in this matchup a lot of the times, you know, I, I looked a lot of the good that the Bucs did on offense, and I, I don't, you know, again, I, I looked at it more like the Chiefs messed it up, mm. or the Chiefs did stuff that they don't normally do, and I don't know why they played this way. You know that that's where the game is really intriguing to me. You know the game was close, 27-24, but as we talked about, it was this close from being an absolute Complete annihilation. Yeah. You know, and I could see the Bucks winning the close game. I could see the Chiefs winning the close game. I could see the Chiefs blowing the Bucks out. Mm-hmm. I can't see the Bucks blowing the Chiefs out. I just think that's the one. Way, that's the one angle I don't see happening in right. the football game
2: these two teams play 10 times how many times does Kansas City win
3: well I don't know if you saw my notes there at the uh, at the end and I'm going to get them because I'll just read read them but uh, one of the last things I wrote was just wrote I feel like after watching backs I feel the same feeling I had after watching Bucks Packers which, whereas I came away from watching Bucks-Packers regular season matchup, and Pete'll say this, and I wrote it on my original notes even back then during the matchup, that I, I felt like the Bucks would win that game nine out of ten times, and I felt like I had I wrote I have a similar feeling in this one. Not to say it's necessarily nine out of ten, which I did write nine out of ten, but I think it's up there. Yeah, I do. I think the Bucks. Certainly have to play more of a perfect game Mm. than Kansas City does to win this football game. Right. Yeah. This is where I would like to be able to push back and say,
2: I think they'd win half the times, but I maybe seven. But, I mean, to me it all begins with how do you even begin to stop the Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, what they're going to do pre-snap, what they're going to do, post. you know during the play, and yes. I, I can't come up with too many formulas or too many scenarios where I see Tampa Bay's defense getting the best of that. Even though I think offensively they're much better than what they were right, right. when they were struggling when the game mattered most last time, uh, it's the other side of it. that it's, it's hard to picture Tampa Bay doing that well.
3: I, I, I you know, tend to agree with that side, especially with it sounds like Sammy Watkins is going to play mm-hmm. and McCall Hardman, of course. I think when they have that group there, that's when they almost become unstoppable. Especially with the way they're playing on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, really, yeah, I I I I I think that Bucks D realistically and I know I'm not picking the game here, but I guess everybody can be able to tell which way right. I'm leaning here. I, I do. I think the Bucks D is gonna have to make a player to for them to win the football game. Right. I don't think it can just go no turnovers. Both team played clean. I think that's definitely the Chiefs win the game. I think they win 10 out of 10 Right, there. that way. It's yeah. got to be something that way. And one thing I'll say, too, you know, you just talk about the Chiefs and that D-line and what they got to worry about with the Bucks and their offensive. Listen, don't forget this. Mahomes in that snap count. That's another mm-hmm. thing I'm going to be watching here early on in this game. He's going to use that snap count to not let them get off and be crazy early on. I would be shocked if that's not part of the repertoire and Andy Reid in his ear kind of reminding him to do that. Fun question here from yeah.
2: at Ken Rafferty. Chris, love the show. Fun question. Swap quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Brady is now with Kansas City and Mahomes is with the Bucks. Who wins? Oh,
3: that is a great question. That really is. Mm. Ooh, Mahomes is just such a game changer to me. I, I just have a hard time. I thought you were going to bite and go with Brady. I, I know. I mean, it, I do think about Brady in Kansas City. He certainly can throw the ball down the field, and he'll be able to pick apart with all the short passing game and stuff they have. He'll yeah. be phenomenal there. Yeah. Where I just worry about it really it comes down to one thing. Like I said, the playmaking ability and – it's going to be hard to hide the offensive line deficiencies with Brady at quarterback say
2: playmaking ability like pocket. like just the be able pocket. to get out
3: of the pocket avoid people all right the sprint out game's gone you're not that's not going to be available right you know so you have to play the game a little more of a traditional set with Brady and the way the chiefs old line is right now mm-hmm. I think that would be the negative there what if the so. spread
2: stay the spread stays the same quarterbacks change I think it's three and a half.
3: The spread stays the same, and the quarterbacks change. Quarterbacks change. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. I'm good. I would go with Mahomes. I guess is what I'm telling you is I'm following Mahomes here. Yes. Wow. I am. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Pete, I
2: thought we had him. (laughs) Love. I I love that you pulled that question up. Okay. At Max, what is Max's last name? Mulcahey. M-U-L-C-A-H-E-Y. Okay. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Mulcahey. We'll go with Max. Yeah. Remember, I'm the guy who said Matt the W. So these last names. We know. (laughs) it can be tough on me. If you were playing quarterback, would you take the Chiefs offensive weapons or the Bucks offensive weapons?
3: Man, this is this is a good one. Like I watched Cam Jordan last night, the New Orleans Saints defense at N, right? He was on like one of the NFL channel Super Bowl shows. He's everywhere, he's good. And and they asked him that question because he played both teams this year. He took the Bucks. He'd rather have the Bucks. He says he thought the Bucks, he thought the running backs put them over the edge. Mm -hmm. You know, and that the fact that they have two real good tight ends. So, it is, man, it's really close. Mm-hmm. It is really close. I think as a total unit, the Bucks is better. Yeah. As a total unit, yes. Right. I think they're O-line. Is it better pass-protecting O-line? Better run game O-line? I, I think the only, you know, yeah, one for one, okay, I'm taking Tyree Kill over any receiver. Definitely. Yeah. Would you rather have one But then I'm going Evans over Kelsey as my next weapon, I think. But it's close. Would you take
2: Kelsey or would you take the combo of Brayton-Gronkowski? You can have one of those two things.
3: I would take Kelsey, I think. You you still take Kelsey? I would. I would. It's a tough, man, that's a tough one, but I would. Kelsey, the way he plays right now, it's just, that's too special. It's a really close one. Either yeah. way, like, I don't want to hear, I'm, I, this this theme's gone. You don't need good receivers to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't need good weapons. You don't need to have the best receiver in football to go to the Super Bowl. Sure helps. Well, we know you don't need to, mm-hmm. just like you don't need to have a top five quarterback to get to the Super Bowl either. But it certainly helps. Yeah. And. Hey, listen, you can say all you want, X's and O's, blah, blah, blah. Look at all the fucking Jimmys and the Joes in this game. It's talented football teams. Mm -hmm. It's players that got them here with the coaching helping out the players, you know, use all their talents.
2: Think of the coaching even more. This is my would you rather. I'm not not pulling this one off uh, off of our Ask Me Anything. Would you rather have two weeks to sit down and get in with the game plan with Byron Leftwich, played quarterback in the league, He's going to be in with you those entire two weeks. He doesn't have to run the whole team. Right. Or would you
3: rather have Andy Reed as your play caller? Gosh. Because
2: Andy's got a lot of shit to do. The, the, the
3: he students. does. He does. He's, he does. He's got a lot of shit to do. He's the head coach. He's the CEO. Yes. So, you know, you got to let Eric be at times just go, hey, you got to run the meeting here. I mm-hmm. can't be involved in this. Man, these are good questions. Um, Because I would love to play in either one of these offenses. Yeah, it's it's a win-win. I would be like, "Oh my gosh, it's just a quarterback's dream." You know, they believe in doing everything through the quarterback, making them look good with cool plays, easy plays, whatever it is. I guess still, I'd go with Andy Reid at this point. So what? Yeah, he's just a fucking legend, Mm -hmm. right? I just that's why, and I'm I'm a huge Byron Leftwich fan. I really am. I'm, I'm rooting for him and Bruce Arians. That would be really cool to be around. Yeah. But I guess I just want to – I want to – well this play and these fucking calls and everything it they is, got, It's fun to think about fun, all that. Like, it is fun when you hear some of the, the, the yeah. names they have and things too. It's
2: also fun to think about a guy who's got nothing else to do but put the game plan together and just played in the league for 10 years himself. I know. And clearly they, they get along pretty well.
3: Definitely. And then him and Bruce together yeah. and just so, the free willing, good – Truthful talk out of those two it would be amazing. And to it would hear be that. entertaining. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Leftwich and Bruce. The entertainment level. There'll be no be secrets, terrific. that's for sure.
2: Pete, uh, you just said something in my ear, which is always a fun thing to say. Pete, say, did I miss anything in
3: my notes? Anything? What he's, am I looking at? He sent you a text. He said it's in your, in your text. He you sent
2: me a text, okay. Okay.
3: But, the, the, you know.
2: You need to filibuster
3: right now. I will filibuster. I, this, I, I wanted to ask Pete, Pete if there was anything you thought that I missed, but I think we really hit the most part. You know, but uh, that, that to me, you know, we talked about the Bucks' offense. Their ability to run the ball, I think, is key because it stops the spags, exotic nature. And, of and course, in keeps, my, in
2: my Chris Sims school of looking at offensive football, Brady's been under center a lot more because of their running because game of that. being
3: more prominent. There's no doubt. And that's when they're the most dangerous. Exactly. Because Brady can throw those throws down the field. And then, as we said, just to wrap that up, you know, Kansas City on the offensive side of the ball. Hey, I don't know. No two tight end sets, none of that crap. No three tight end sets. You put your best 11 on the field. You make them shake in the boots with Mahomes in the shotgun and all these weapons and all these plays you got. And to me, that would be the way you go down uh, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: So Pete says uh, digging deeper Kansas City defense 17th in third down conversions this season. They were sixth. On third and long, which is seven or more. Yeah, so see, there that we, comes into the confusion, and then Spag's doing his thing best.
3: That's exactly it. When he gets you there, and, oh, you definitely have to throw. Yes. And I don't have to maybe worry about the three- or four-yard throw over the middle and can worry about some of the other, you know, just a hair down the field. He's he's amazing. Right. And that's, again, where the run game will come into key. And to me, like we've talked about, it's, it's just the – It's the one weakness Brady has in his game right now. It's the only weakness. It's just when he feels people around him, he can do erratic things. He might throw it up for grabs. He might throw it up for grabs. It's his only only thing that he does wrong. Everything else is top-notch, but, yes, it can be erratic as far as the decisions at times when people are around him.
2: Do you see it being, at any point in the fourth quarter, a double-digit, I'm, I'm sorry, a
3: single-digit, a single-digit lead for the Chiefs. Like I'm hoping for a good game in the fourth I, quarter. I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked of that. I, I, I wouldn't be. I, you know, again. I don't expect the Bucks defense to slow down the Chiefs a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I think if the Bucks can run the ball a little like we're saying and then they stay out of third and six and seven and all of those type of things, that I think they could get into a rhythm here where they could start moving the ball up and down the field too to where, yeah, we're in the fourth quarter yeah. and it's you know, 30 to 27 Chiefs to start the fourth quarter or something like that. I don't think that's totally crazy at all. It would
2: be fun if it worked out yes, that way.
3: it would be. Even if we're watching only
2: with our family. Only there, right.
3: you know, there's a lot of ways I really like that. In fact, I've done that the last few years because yeah. I got to get up in the morning and do the show, yeah, right. So, I got it, it is kind of a school night for me, yeah, and I stay up late, but I do. I love just being able to hear the broadcast, do those it's, things, it's all awesome. of that, yeah. My kids will sit there and watch to see if I cry, yeah, at the start of uh, I usually cry before the Super Bowl, do you almost really? every, every year. I can't, I don't know what it is. Something about the emotions. Of the game, the moment. Yeah. Um, it's either like when the players are running out of the tunnel. Yeah. Or the national anthem. Gets yeah. me
2: every year. So do you, do you think about like your your dad playing in it? Do you think about like, God, what if I was in that moment? I think it it's so all awesome. of that. I think, yeah. I
3: think a little bit is like I'm happy because I'm like, man, look at this. These guys are getting to live their dream. Right? Right? This is amazing. I go, man, I wish I could be there. Yeah. That was my fucking dream. Yeah. And then I go, I can remember – you know, my dad's this is the most special day in the Sims yeah. family. All those things kind of come into play, and my kids would keep looking at me.
2: Like, <laughs> What's? <look> at me.
3: <laughs> you crying, Dad? Dad, you crying? Dad, you crying? One of the kids yeah.
2: should should tape that with their phone and oh, yeah. send it over to, to I'm, me. I I'm, might I'm yeah. get the phone out. I'm a crier, well. you're, I, I, you're I a crier as well. I probably cry easier than you do. All right, so good. I, I don't, I don't know. usually cry at the too. Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't take much. Yeah. So right. I, I can't sit here and try to make fun of that because it's. It's a big part of my life.: I'm emotional.
3: Too. I am in all parts of my life. Anybody that's in my family knows that. That's for sure.
2: How about a little uh, points bet here? Let's do it. All right. The Chris Sims Cannon Shot Bet provided by Points Bet Sportsbook. What do Boom. we have here? Okay. So
3: Special is what we have here.
2: Any player throw the ball into the cannon down there at the stadium, plus 5,000. And this is a fun one no matter what. But you did this in a playoff game, right? So there you are. Yes. You ran for a touchdown. How did that happen?
3: I mean, look at that. Because of that great athleticism Holy right cow. there. Who says who white men can't over? jump? Uh, oh, 57 on the Washington football team at that time. Or no, ninety. 90- 98 you jumped Oh, over. wait. I should know this, too. I can't think of who 98 is at that time. 57 all was in all, pursuit all I know, of big lefty. I was scared as shit. Just leave this picture up for a second. I was scared as shit of 98 right there And then on that one. Well, yeah. There's the throw to the cannon. You know, I'm throwing it to the ship. I wasn't aiming for anything other than I got to launch this thing a long way to get it to the pirate ship. If you watch the telecast, ESPN, ABC telecast, wild card game, yeah. Paul McGuire. Former was, NBC. was doing, it with, right, yeah. doing it with yeah. Joe Theismann yeah, And uh, is it Mike Kirkpatrick? Am I uh, got that name right? Uh, no, no, no. The old Mike Patrick. Guy, Mike Patrick, yeah, yeah. Mike Patrick. Loves Kirk. his call. Right. Great yeah. call. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with him. They, Paul McGuire goes, and he threw the ball into the cannon hole. And, like, I don't know. I wasn't aiming. I, like I said, I always was like, if I get, a, if I score a touchdown, I'm going to throw the you're ball in yeah. the pirate ship. That was my first rushing touchdown in the NFL, and it yeah. was a playoff game. Yeah. So I did it. He said it. I've, I, I told Florio and company, yeah. they made it this big thing, and now oh, I don't fucking believe you. Yeah, you're yeah. full of it. I don't know, but I can tell you the announcer said it, and I had people over the years, yep. I've had at least two, come up to me and go, hey, do you know your ball went into the cannon hole when you scored that touchdown? Where do you see
2: these people, like in an airport?
3: Well, I lived in Tampa for years after that, okay. so I was there, you know, yeah. around town. It's not a big town. Duh. So we'll see. We got an email, Mike got an email this morning, that someone is saying they believe they have evidence. okay. And that they were going to get back to him later in the day. So we'll see where that goes. So how far a throw is that? How would you throw it? I'm going to guess you, I bet you that was a, I didn't have to put full force into that. Yeah. But I would bet you that's a 60-yard throw at you least. You threw it 60 yards. Definitely. Into in my the my prime, I can really throw. But again, yeah. I was not aiming for anything. I was just looking at the big ship going, yeah. I'm throwing it to the ship. We need that video, Pete. <laughs> it's got to be out there somewhere. Uh, they're trying. It's like the Zapruder films. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Which quarterback is more likely to throw a touchdown celebration ball at the ship,
3: well, Brady I, or Mahomes? I've seen Mahomes throw the ball in the end zone a few times, throwing the ball in the stands. Yeah, He did it in one of the playoff games. The Cleveland game, he threw it into the upper tier of Arrowhead Stadium. So yeah. I'm going to go with Mahomes to do that. Okay. Yeah, Brady's going to spike it and go, and let's over. fucking go and like <laughs> do that. He's not going to throw the ball up to the pirate ship. <laughs>
2: that is awesome. And uh, it was Lamar Marshall that you jumped over. Lamar
3: Marshall. damn! Yeah. I, I know. That's what's where it's crazy. You know you're getting getting old and getting away from the years where you can't – the names don't come know, to my head. I know. It I was, was scared crap of him right there. Is that That's why you jumped. Well, uh, so I was running, and he was running with me, and I was going, uh-oh. I mean, we're going to have a collision at the fucking pylon, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to lose that I'm going to lose yeah, the collision. Right. And it's the playoffs. So you know you're going so, – what I'm, I was really like running to, I'm going, oh no, I'm, I was going, what am I going to do? And I couldn't like stop and cut back because as you can see, people are pursuing me. Yeah. But my left guard, number 72, yeah. Dan Benning, he's Dan on Benning. the ground and his Benning. arms are extended because he pushed uh, Marshall. He pushed 98 and just got a piece of him. To where now he couldn't break down. Mm. He kind of had to just dive because he was getting pushed. He had nothing else to do. So when I saw him diving, I went, oh, good. Now I can dive and I can avoid him. And I got in and, didn't, and as you can see, barely got touched. Now I'm trying to figure out who 57 was. Oh, man. Who
2: couldn't catch you.
3: You're killing me. He wasn't in the position. He couldn't catch me. He just wasn't in the position to catch me all the way okay, there. So he wasn't running, like, step for no, step. it wasn't step for step. Say anything, Pete?
2: Work Holdman. Oh, Work Holdman, yep. Yeah. Damn. Texas A&M guy.
3: Yeah. Probably Beatle. He beat me there. I beat him in college, though.
4: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
2: Are you ready for quarterback jeopardy? Oh, you know it. Okay, so, I mean, spoiler alert. It's hard? It's Super Bowl?
3: What? <laughs> I'm not going to get any right? <laughs> it's, it's
2: Brady and Mahomes and these teams based. Okay. And it, it is it is a difficult one. It okay. is.
3: I don't know what to think about you guys and your assessment on how difficult. Uh, Pete's, Pete's concerned and I'm concerned.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Pete says this is all my fault. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Quarterback, Jeopardy, so It's Super Bowl related
3: version. to Brady and Mahomes in the Super Bowl.
2: So they, these are majority Brady-Mahomes related. Gotcha.
3: Anything in
2: Patrick's world, anything in Brady's world, and then there's one that's just broader-based Chiefs. Okay.
3: All right. Okay? I like
2: it. All right, for 100. Tom Brady going for an unprecedented seventh Super Bowl win. This would be his first in Tampa. He has two wins in one stadium. Right. Houston. Pete Boom. was worried about this well, I, said th- I said this is an easy 100. Houston, they beat Atlanta and beat Carolina. There you go. See
3: And right. Houston.
2: You should listen to me more than Pete's I, I, I am. Don't okay. worry.
3: Okay. <laughs>
2: 200. Patrick Mahomes threw only six picks all season. Half came in one game. Which one? The... Oh,
3: wait. Hold on. Hold no, on rush, no rush. I it's, know. It's either the Raiders or the Dolphins we spend game. We spent a lot of time talking about it right, right it's, here. It's, it's that Raiders game. It was the Dolphins? <laughs> it was the Dolphins game. <laughs> I got them mixed up. So he threw three against the did Dolphins. Of,
2: did you go off of my look, or did you hear Pete yelling? No. Because he was, he was
3: worried about no, that. No, no. I, 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 well, I heard him go, oh, no. Yes. He goes, you I were right you the first time it. around. Yeah. Damn, it was the Dolphins one. He threw three in the Dolphins one. three against won. the Dolphins. Yep, he threw both over the middle where he threw it a little high. And then Javion Howard. The Raiders. How, damn. Yeah. That was. It was only one against the Raiders? Oh, one in each Raider game. Shit. Yep the fucking easiest question of the day. I got that wrong. <laughs> one for two. 300. Chance to get back
2: here. NFC title game in Green Bay. Tom Brady became the Bucks' all-time leader in postseason touchdown passes. Amazing. With seven. Who has thrown the most interceptions in Tampa Bay postseason history? Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah, man. Okay. So this. like, the, the the options aren't that many. You can probably pick out. I'm the, scared of the me. Candidates. So that's
3: where it's I'm not on. you. Okay. How many did you throw? I threw two in that game. Bad ones? No, like tips? really. Tips. Yeah. Tips at the line of Chifted scrimmage. at the line. Tip at the line of scrimmage. Both of them. So those don't really count. Both of them. I know. Those it was count. one of my highest graded games in my career, actually, by my coaching staff. But Is, wait, it's not Chris Sims. Okay, so hold on. Career interceptions playoffs. I just I you, I gotta flush yeah. this out a little bit. Yeah. Doug Williams was there in 79 early. That year they lost in the NFC championship game to the Rams. 80s, I don't think they went to the playoffs at all. 90s, you know, you have the Trent Dilfer Bucks who I do believe made it, you know, more than once. And then in the 2000s you have Brad Johnson, but his only playoff run was the year they won the Super Bowl. Before you but before
2: you roll out your answer, yeah. I'm going to ask Pete if I can give one I'm going to give one little
3: extra little – Am I missing a quarterback hit? that I skipped no, over? No, no, oh. no.
2: I just I, – I want to throw out one – I want to correct you on one thing. Yeah. You said in the 80s you don't think they went to any Super Bowls uh,
3: – Any I'm playoffs. Sorry, any
2: playoffs, and that's not true.
3: It's not true. It's not true. They got there early 80s. They didn't 80s? have a lot of success. Right. But they like, – if you went back and looked – Early 80s, those teams, that, that 81, 80 team, they kind of went to the playoffs is what you're saying?
2: They, they had some appearances
3: in yeah. the 80s. Okay. All right. I guess I'm going to go with Doug Williamson. He threw nine. Okay. He's the winner. Great. Yeah. Thanks. That helped me out. I'm not going to lie. They, they got their asses
2: kicked in the playoffs in the 80s. Like, I mean, bad. How many? Badly.
3: Like, in, I mean, so was it, like 81, 82, 83 so, that year? Is it because 81, 81 and 82, 82. they, they gotcha. played against
2: Dallas. And, not, like, the cumulative score one was 38 nothing. Whoa. 30 17. Damn. Yeah. So. Okay.
3: All right. That's good. Thanks yeah, for the help. No, that help.
2: That's fair. No, that's fair. Because this 400, it's the hardest 400 ever, sure. okay? It's the Two seasons we've been doing this, this is the one, all right? Since losing to Tom Brady in the AFC title game two years ago, Patrick Mahomes has won five playoff games in a row. Surprisingly, though, he's only thrown for over 300
3: in two of them. Which two? Ooh. So five playoff games in a row. Yep. Only 300 two of them. Yeah. All right. That's this is a good one. This is a very good
2: one. I have one small hint. It, it's not it's not as big as the other one. I give you a small one. One of
3: the two is is fairly obvious. Well, Houston and the comeback last year, there's got to be one of them, right? Right. So yes? Right. Last they year. were down twenty-four yep. nothing last year, go. they come back. So that's that's that one there. Yep. All right. Wow. I, you know, it's so, I mean, I know he didn't do it in the Browns game. And, you know, what's funny is as I sit here in the Bills game, I'm going, wait, what did he throw for in that game? So but I don't think so, he threw for 300.
2: There were five, five games. You already picked one. You eliminated the Cleveland game. Right. So you're talking about three other games.
3: Right. Three other games. which so is the what are t- they? I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans from last year. It was the Buffalo game and the title game. Oh, my gosh. What did he end up with in the Buffalo game? What did he? Both
2: of these were like 320. Damn it.
3: Yeah. I thought you get that one, but not the other one. It's all right. Okay. It's a good one. I can deal good. with those kind of losses like that, though. I can deal with that. Right. I can. Yeah. I, can I can stomach that good, one. Good tough out. I was a good tough out. I was in the right ballpark. Okay. You worked it to a full count. I can't know everything in the history of yeah. mankind. Right, right. You know. <laughs> good pitch.
2: <laughs> Low and outside. Okay, 500. Damn. The Chiefs lost in Super Bowl one to Green Bay. Right. From the halftime locker room, with Kansas City trailing only 14 to 10. We have the iconic picture of Hall of Fame quarterback Len Dawson doing what? Smoking a cig. There Smoking you are. if you got him, baby. Look at that.
3: All-time, Ooh, all-timer. Baby.
2: It's halftime. We're only down four. Hold on, Coach. Look at that. i got to fire up this like, Hold on,
3: Coach. And half a fresca. that's yeah, I mean, amazing. <laughs> Hold on, Coach. Did you see Ray Nitschke out there? Hold on. i got to take a fucking puff of this shit here. Is, is there <laughs>
2: anything from our era where, like, our kids are going to look back and say, man, look at the halftime then? They drink Gatorade. Like what? What would what, what would be as cool to bring up and say, "Look at how much things have changed." I, Is there anything at all? No, there
3: really I, isn't. I, I, I can't think of anything. You other. know, listen. I, I I won't lie. I played Phones with, with chords. Is that what you said, Pete? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess like maybe our era. Thirty years from now, they're going to be looking back and be like, "They used to do." Uh, Instagram videos in the locker room? Well, I mean, maybe that's what it'll be. Yeah. They do TikTok dances in the locker They allow that? I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. only thing I could say to even speak to similar to that yeah. or anything that even be along those lines. I did have some teammates who smoked weed before football games. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. In the locker room? Like in the no, car. he couldn't do it in the locker room or in the <laughs> stadium or in the building. Like, hey, Coach Crew, hold on over here. I'm smoking a blunt. But in the car. In the car on the way way to the game, right? Definitely. Yeah. Almost every team I was ever on in the pros, there was at least one guy that was kind of like that, right? Can you picture playing that way? I I cannot. I I I am a guy that's like you know, as I I like to do that. I like to smoke weed. Yeah. But I am a total like, wait, the day is over. It's Friday night. I have nothing to worry about. Right. Now let me do it. Yeah. I cannot imagine trying to function. Go play NFL game. But I can tell you, some of my teammates that did do it. I'm telling you, they function better with it.
2: So are these uh, linemen types or more? like was Almost always on group? defense. All, okay. Always. Right.
3: Everyone, actually, defense. All defensive guys. Right, right. So, linemen, linebackers, or DBs? Yeah, a little, little less thinking on that side, yeah. you know. And, and uh, yeah, it's just about aggressive and frame of mind. And I can't make any <laughs> n- names. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. No, no, no. Really, no. honestly, yeah. there's probably two or three that would go, I don't give a shit, Chris. Tell. You say it right and I maybe I'll I'll text them. Because I brought it up to one of them before, and they're like, oh, I don't care. Go ahead. I can think of one of them. So there's, there's yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, that, that is the only thing I can think of even yeah. somewhat comparable to that. Did, did you ever have anybody smoking cigarettes in the locker room? No, not so at all. I don't even remember anybody who, like, smoked cigarettes at all in general. I man, know. Like, nothing. Not even like, oh, we're having a beer and smoking a cigarette. That just yeah. didn't go down in this I day know. and
2: age. Every now and then I'll, I'll be somewhere and see somebody smoking a cigarette. I'm like, man, people still smoke. Right. I forgot when I'm over hosting the tour in, in France. Oh, then you're like at lunch, wine and cigarettes. I mean, I, all the time. Right. Not me. Yeah. No, but but yes. yeah. See it everywhere. Crazy.
3: I, I know. Yeah. The, Europe. Uh, they don't. They don't give a damn. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. You know, even some of the Europe. Memo didn't get over that. The, the people we bad. have here in this this area because we're close to New York. Uh, I know a few people from Europe, and yes. Yeah, they smoke cigarettes. They don't even think twice. It's like spinach to them. They're just like, oh who cares? Let's smoke it."
2: Right. My mom yep. used to smoke cigarettes. My sister and I used to used to find them, break them in half, and like finally got her to quit. But I mean, it was so nineteen seventies. Yeah, like right, That's right. not the kind of thing you see anymore. They
3: didn't know that generation, but we know now. Yeah, we know now. Good show. Way to go. Good shit. That's anything fun. else we want to hit? Anything else Are we missed Anything, Pete? We got it all.
2: I want but, to point out to the kids who were thinking about that that Len Dawson. They got shut out in the second half. So yeah, that's, that, right. that's what happens to the Those just cigarettes didn't
3: help. Yep. Don't yeah. do don't smoke cigarettes. Drink protein shakes at halftime <laughs> is the lesson right there. Yeah. Bart Starr was drinking a protein shake in the other locker room. That's what they want.
2: I want you to cry before the game.
3: <laughs> I probably will. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get Please video it. of it. Now you might get some video. If things go bad for Kansas City for a little, yep. I am going to videotape my son. Because he'll, oh, yeah. okay. he'll have an emotional breakdown. He'll have an emotional breakdown. it's always it gets fun bad. to see. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to tape him, <laughs> and I'll put it on social media. Send it to me. Everybody enjoy the game. Super Bowl 55. How could you not be excited? It's going to be amazing. Brady, Mahomes, the Bucks, the Chiefs. You know, really, enjoy it. Be safe out there. Don't have too big a Super Bowl parties and do something stupid. And then ask me anything you want about these games. We're going to try to hit it all on Monday. And, of course, you know I'll do my best to watch film of the game next week and I'm all back that. back Monday. You so, man, see you soon. See you Monday. All right. Paulie Burmeister, Have Chris Sims. Weekend. We're out. Peace. Enjoy the Super Bowl.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?